Hello again and welcome back to the Song Uncover podcast. We are Izzy and Archie from Ferris and Sylvester. We've been interviewing some of our favourite artists and songwriters about a particular song that we love of theirs that has influenced us in some way. We want these episodes to be an open conversation artist to artist and hopefully we'll uncover the detail and devotion that goes into writing some of these amazing songs. At the end of each episode, we'll be covering the chosen song of the podcast ourselves and attempting to do it justice. Brought to you together with the Americana Music Association UK, a community that celebrates all strands of Americana and roots music in the UK and across the pond. We're so happy to have our next guest on the show. He can write, he can play, and he has a voice that has captured hearts and minds across the entire world. Please welcome... James Morrison and his song Power. with James in 2019 and it was honestly incredible to watch him night after night he is such a pro puts on one hell of a show and really loves what he does and what's more he is the most humble genuine and kind person with a hell of a sense of humour we're so excited to talk to him welcome James how you doing can you hear me (laughs) hi how are you doing yeah good how are you guys doing yeah yeah we're good we're good happy 2021 (laughs) I feel I just feel lucky uh, more than anything what about you I just feel lucky that I'm doing music for a living and, yeah. you know, when you're not busy, you're doing something you love. That that definitely helps. Equally, you know, the pressure of sort of having the time and using it to your own advantage, that's the thing I keep trying to think I, I want to do. But I'm not writing stuff that I'm loving all the time. So you're, you're more like you're faced with yourself a little bit more. I think there's a pressure, isn't there, to be creative like all the time. Sometimes we're like, oh my God, okay, this week we need to write the best yeah. song we've ever written and it might not be. And then you're like, ah. And it always comes when you're not when you're not thinking about it as well. You know, maybe when you're at a really shite moment in the day, you think, I'm never going to write this song. And then it'll just fall out. And I, and I love that about it as well, you know, the unpredictability of it. You know, even if you feel like you know exactly what you're doing and what's going on, there's always a chance that you don't and something great will happen from not from not knowing everything you know There's, the more you do it the more it feels like it's a little bit like a you should know what you're doing and I don't like that feeling I like going <laughs> through it knowing that I don't know everything and I might write something crap or I might write something great but yeah it is definitely more frustrating because um, there's more time to be feeling those things whereas normally I'm distracted I'm busy and so I don't really have to deal with the parts of my personality that I put in a cupboard <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought I was this nice, this lovely guy all the time. And actually I found out I'm not, <laughs> sometimes I'm not very nice. I don't uh, believe that. It's true. You know, you're always out on tour you're, and you're, you're so I'm unconscious of making my public persona the same as my home persona. Mm. And I always thought that was the same. But actually, I think I let a little bit more out of my system when I'm at home because I'm around the right people that take it, you know. Um, <laughs> But equally, yeah, I, I realised I'm not the same. <laughs> I had a bit of work to do on myself. <laughs> we kind of had that, that because we literally just came off tour and then it was straight into lockdown. Then all of a sudden you're in the same house and it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. well, let's get to work. Um, you yeah. know, how is this going to be? We're used to being yeah. 
together, but kind of all, all over the place. Mm. Yeah, and it's like you get your inspiration from traveling and and sort yeah. of seeing different sorts of people, and 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 those those interactions I think are really important in terms of you feeling like every day is a new day and stuff. Yeah. Um, but equally, the feeling of sitting with yourself and having to deal with yourself in that sort of cold, stark sort of way is actually quite strengthening as well, you know. I feel like I'm, I'm more solid than I was before I went into lockdown. Things that would bother me at the start of lockdown aren't bothering me at all. You know, little things like about my career or about, you know, I don't know, getting parts of my house finished and stupid <laughs> stuff. It's not really important, you know, and I've kind of come out of it thinking the main things that are important to me is, is the music, obviously, is a massive thing. Uh, and family and, and having people to talk to, you know, yeah. they're, they're the things that sort of anchor you. I just feel really lucky that I've got uh, family. I've got a couple of kids that keep me busy and, and their fresh sort of approach to the day. Uh, it keeps it keeps me uplifted. It's good. There's something quite self-indulgent, I find, about, about songwriting and about being a musician in general. You know, you're thinking of yourself all the time. And then mm. when you're around little people, when you're around children... It puts into yeah. perspective a little bit. Yeah, and, and you're so not selfish when you're in that space. You know, you're wondering about them, if they're happy, if they're yeah. hungry, if they're sleepy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can kind of take yourself away from yourself a bit. You know how um, at the moment, apparently the price for buying a dog has something like tripled. Yeah. Um, well, many people want that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a it's a simple supply and demand issue. <laughs> they should get into rabbits. <laughs> they should. Yes. So that'd be enough to go around. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You think you're worthless, but I think you're incredible. Don't say it's empty when to me it is plentiful. Don't underestimate your It's great to speak to you, man. Thank you so much for coming Thanks. on. Um, I had such good memories of touring with you guys. It was brilliant. And I, so and I really good. loved watching your show every night, you know, and, and taking in what you guys were doing. And, and I still stick by everything I said. I think you guys are brilliant and, and you deserve every bit of success. And, and you're some of the favourite music I've, I've toured with in a long time. Well, the, the feeling is so mutual. I mean, that tour is so weird, isn't it? Because that's one of the last tours that we've been on. My God, it was amazing. Like your band and, and the new album. Yeah. We were on the last leg, right? That was like the last bit of the tour for you. Yeah, exactly. The last the last few weeks of touring in England. It was, it was good. It was really good. And I was stoked to have like a, you know, obviously another British act with me. Doing music that I love that's referenced from music from America or wherever, just blues music and sort of soul and, and just good songwriting. And, I, and that's what I love about it. It's to we were totally different, but we were sort of in the same field. Yeah, I agree with that because it's all about, you know, it's all about the songs and the musical direction is led by the song. Um, yeah, I was listening to some stuff the other day and I just thought, it's uh, you're getting better and better. Your sound is getting so good. And uh, I think, yeah, I'm just really prou proud just of, of how, how much you've come on since I've last seen you, even. That's really kind. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Last time we saw you, we were literally just about to fly off to Seattle to record our album. Um, That's right. Yes. Yeah. Did it go well? 
we've finished the album, um, but we still haven't released it yet. Obviously, 2020 and yeah. everything that happened meant that we we sort of pushed it along. We are so ready to get it out. Yeah, that's, that's frustrating. I mean, that's one of the frustrating things about being musicians that are starting out and getting your music out there. And if, if you're a new artist these days, I think it's just so difficult. People do come back to your music as well, you know. Like There's songs mm. that people that I released probably over 10 years ago and people now are going... Oh, I really like that song you wrote. So, you know, the good thing, I suppose, is knowing that once you've written something that you're really pleased with and you've put it out, even if it doesn't connect straight away because of this year or whatever, there's a good chance that people will come back around to it and to play catch-up, you know. It's really interesting what you're saying about songs meaning something else this time. Power is such a special track of yeah. that album. And it's interesting listening to it now, and it's a track that you wrote before COVID and everything. And yeah, yeah. it's taken on a slightly different meaning now. Do you, do you yeah. find that? 100%. Yeah. I remember when, I, when we finished it, I really felt like it was a little bit of sunshine on the track. You know, not only did I need it, but my other half needed it. And it just sort of came right at the last minute, which is what I liked, is that it was sort of unexpected and, and totally different to anything that I'd done on the, on the rest of the album, really. But it just summed up a positive way of, like, of imagining the ending to a story that I didn't know the ending to. That's really interesting that you wrote that one last because mm. you're right, it is like a happy ending, but it also, I think it kind of summarises the whole record. I mean, you've obviously called the record Stronger Than You Know, and but it just, when you listen to the album, that kind of resonates throughout, even in like yeah. the darker moments. Yeah, and it's just like one of those things where I thought it was quite funny when I went in with it. Because Egg, Egg White, the guy who I wrote it with, is a massive talent. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I came up with the whole thing, but I went in with the idea of, I want to write a song for Jill that will make her feel better about being a bit older and having kids you know she just turned 40 and she was like i'm 40 i'm a mum now i'm not as young as i used to be and all this sort of stuff that i thought was crazy to me in my head she was like a superhero you know i'd never loved her more like after coming out of hospital and going through that whole experience i just thought she to me was more like a hero you know and and it, and it actually upset me quite a lot that she was feeling that about herself yeah. So I thought, right, I'm going to write her a song that sounds so good that when she hears it, she'll she'll want to sing along. And and, and and that was the whole thing about the singing in the shower thing. That line is absolutely genius. And it was like, I nearly didn't put it in because I thought, it's kind of that. But I liked it for that. <laughs> yeah, if you're singing it in the shower, you can sing along and be like, you're stronger than you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it had a sense of humour to it. That's what I kind of liked about it. It was like, it's not a serious song, but it deals with a serious issue of like feeling like you're not as good as you are when you're older or you haven't got, you know, the drive or whatever. And to me, I just thought, yeah, it's a bit the opposite of that. I think you get you get to know yourself more as you get older and know what you need and what you want and stuff. I mean, you're saying that it's, um, you know, a humorous song. I don't know. I think because of the, you know, musically and the way it's arranged as a track, it's so... Um, it's got a lot of depth to it. Oh. Naff is not a word I'd use. <laughs> it's just not naff. Yeah.
you wrote it with egg, could you kind of hear how you wanted it to sound? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because it started off like a, almost like a country sort of Neil Youngy thing. Mm. It was really slow. And it was like, I feel your sunshine when you're deep in shadow. It's really slow. And, mm. and then I started thinking of songs that just had that sort of jolt of, of energy from a brass section and like an old soul band. And then I started hearing the drums being more like, and I had that movement of the piano thing going, ding, 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 ding. yeah, and that sort of got my head into what it needed to be. Uh, and then we had to just keep speeding it up about 80 times because <laughs> it was so slow. And even when we got on tour, I still had to speed it up again. Because it just felt like it was too slow. But it's funny yeah. sometimes when you when you take a song and you play it in front of an audience. I feel this sometimes. I'm like, oh my god, it's so slow. <laughs> like there's yeah. so, there's so much space in this song. Like we need to speed it up. And th that is an interesting thing, interesting thing about being in front of people. It does. You sometimes you know if we've recorded a, a gig and we've listened back as we finished it, we've gone nailed that and you listen back and it's like <laughs> yeah i suppose that's the sort of the combination of, of of us as artists trying to explore what we want to explore and doing it in our own way but then feeling like we're doing it with them in mind yeah you know if i go too up my own ass trying to write something for myself most of the time i miss the point You've got to try and do it so that, that, that other people can hear that journey as their own journey as well or something. Do you think like with this song, because you're writing it, you know, it was so specific, you're writing it for your wife and you're not writing about yourself. Do you think that that yeah. made it easier to kind of make it yeah. so universal? 100%, yeah. Because I, I, it's like every line, I kind of knew what I wanted it to be without knowing what, exactly what it was. And I just had a picture of sunshine. Yeah. Um, but, but the hardest line to write in that song was the you're the real Rolling Stone. <laughs> I couldn't get that line for like <laughs> 16 hours or something. <laughs> and if I hadn't got that line, I don't think we would have finished the song. Um, I was about to give up on it. And then right at the last minute, I just thought of that Bob Dylan song. It's like a Rolling Stone. And I just thought, yeah, I wanted it to sound like that and feel like that. So I just nicked the line and put it in and, and just thought, yeah, you're like the real, I was going to say the original, but that sounds like I'm dissing on them because they're old. So I thought, once I got back, everything else clicked in really. It was a combination of me just saying what I wanted to say and trying to do it in a way that people would get. I try and, I try and avoid the word song, if I'm doing, especially if I'm doing a soul song. Sure. Um, <laughs> There was no other word for it. I just, I just wanted. There was no other word, and 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 that's normally when I know that's about as good as it's going to be. If I can't think of anything else that would go in its place, that's when you know you've pretty much got the lyric. I think sometimes if we're struggling for lyrics and stuff, and it's like, and you're going round and round in circles, and you're trying to be really clever, and you you're trying to think of a, like a half rhyme or something, or you get yourself in a in a pickle sometimes, and you have to yeah. come back and go. What is it that we're actually trying to say here? Yeah. Maybe we just need yeah. to say that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And actually, 
sometimes saying it more simply is harder than dressing it up in some poetic way. And uh, I'd love to be one of those writers who whose lyrics were really super poetic. You know, I wonder what he means when he's singing that. But I'm just not. I'm just not that guy. I'm like sort of. You know, I, I try and do it so it's so basic that. The, the, the simplest person will, will get it. Just because that's the way I always heard music. I always just heard, you know, those sort of chords that you always hear, the four chords and and, and a melody on top. And and that was enough, you know. And I noticed that from an early age. Like, oh, a lot of the songs are the same chords. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I'm, not, I'm not very clever with music. So I have, to, I have to try and anchor myself onto an emotion that I can explore rather than you know, some sort of concept or something. You know what? I think being clever in music is overrated. Well, in my opinion, I say this as somebody who musically, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a very good guitar player. And um, uh, yeah, and but the, some of your is, guys' chord changes and stuff are crazy. That's <laughs> like, wow, that's not just simple. That's actually, you know, quite clever. And and Archie's an amazing musician, and this isn't to this you, but you say this yourself that um, that <laughs> you know, being being really kind of like clever with it can be really overrated because that. Actually, you then get caught up in things that don't matter. What matters is the emotional intention. You said this a lot, like as a really fuck off amazing guitar player. You're like, no one wants to watch a guitar player wanking all day long. You know, (laughs) you just. (laughs) Some people do. Some people do. When you write, do you write on guitar, piano? How do you do it? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote the, the bulk of it on, on the guitar. And then we start, when I started hearing those chord change things, I said to Egg, can you play it on the piano? And then it sounded like, oh, yeah, I can hear it. I thought I can hear what it needs to sound like. And, and I was stoked because it's the first brass section I wrote. Oh, that's uh, great. And worked, yeah, and it worked really well. And I just, it was like one of the first times I felt like, I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing. But it's like, it's, it's sporadic, you know, it's not all the time. Sometimes you're just creating and other times you have a really strong idea of what you need to do. And, and I just get frustrated when it's not that. But luckily with Power, Power was one of those songs that was like, like that. It just sort of wrote itself because it needed to be written. Would you demo it before you take it into the studio? Yeah, the demo was really good though. And I was nervous about recording it because I thought the demo was so good. But actually, when I listen back to it now, it's really, like I say, it's really slow and it's messy, but it's got the spirit of it there. The spirit, we captured the spirit of the song. I think that's what sold it to people when they heard it. Mm, Where did you record it? Um, We did it at British Grove Studios. It's an amazing place, like a beautiful live room. Uh, We had all like the musicians in one, you know, we just did it live basically. Oh, yeah. cool. That's amazing. Yeah. It was like the second or third take. It wasn't many. And um, you know what? That is such a hard thing to do, recording in that live way. You know, everyone it kind of wishes that they could do that, but it's actually incredibly hard to do and pull that oh, off. Yeah, um, I, I, and I felt it as well. You know, I was feeling rough when I got to the studio on the Monday. <laughs> I'd been down with my friends in Cornwall partying for the whole weekend, <laughs> <laughs> thinking I've got to shut it off now, and it was Saturday and I was still going. And then... <laughs> carried on drinking on Sunday 
and I got to the studio on the Monday and I was thinking, I'm from horse. I was like, this isn't good. Uh, but it, luckily for me, you know, there was a bit of a vibe. And, and actually, a lot of what I did in the first few days was better than a lot of the other stuff that I did. But I didn't tell anyone that until after. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard somewhere it was like quite a quick process in the studio. It was like a long album to write. And then when he got into the studio, it was like nice and quick. Yeah, yeah, it's like we I think we had 16 songs in the run in to record for the album and and a lot of them just were there from from over time, you know, from songs that had been hanging around that people liked that hadn't been recorded. And then at the last sort of few months I was writing to sort of try and fill the gaps between what I had. And I, I think I wrote some of the best stuff towards that end period. And if I'd have kept going, I probably would have put a better album together. With that said, I do love the way that it feels in terms of the sound. And, you know, we could, I feel like we captured the essence of what I was trying to do. Whether the recordings are the perfect recordings or not, I'm not going to say they are, but they do the job in a way that makes me feel proud of that moment in time. But that, yeah. that's, the, that's the ticket, isn't it? I mean, a, a recording, there's never... We're, we're the same. It's like, when is the right time? I remember, you know, on, when, we, when we were touring with you and we were building up to go and record the first record. Um, oh, yeah, we were demoing in, in the dressing rooms, actually. I remember yeah. we had a little laptop and we were just doing sort of little demos and changing sort of drum parts on, yeah. on, uh, on a set. Yeah, we actually did loads of that and we were... Yeah. Um, oh, my God, yeah. We found like a really, really funny little Airbnb yeah. when we were doing some of the shows <laughs> up north. I just did it in there. We, yeah. we, we recorded so much that actually made it on the record. Yeah. That's it, the thing, it's a combo between sort of knowing that you've got to do something professional and you yeah. want to put your all into it, but equally don't disregard those moments of like, this feels like, what's the point? Actually, you'll come out with some amazing stuff. You yeah. caught out, you've got a Spanish guitar, so you end up putting that on because that's all you had. And actually <laughs> people will be like, that Spanish guitar sounds fucking amazing. But your question is to like, when's the right time? I mean, granted, we've only done the one record, but like we've written a lot in this time. You know, choosing when is the right time to actually put the record down. I don't imagine that we'll ever feel ready. And no, but you kind of have to take it as that moment in time and then move on and be thing, proud. I watched a really this interesting thing the other day about Eva Cassidy. And it's basically about how she nearly didn't record the songs that went on to that album, Songbird. She went to a live Blues Alley gig venue and nearly didn't do the recordings. And all the guys in the band were like, imagine if she never turned up that day. But luckily for her, you know, she turned up and did it. And that's why everyone knows who she is. It's because of that one day that she was like, screw it, I'm going to do the gig anyway. And it's nice to know that, that magic can come out of situations like that. And actually, you're right. There's never a right time. The right time is, is now. Just do it. Don't think about it. Musically led or lyrically led? Musically led. I get the tune. I always get a tune first. Okay. If I'm lucky, I'll get a word with the tune. But that's rare. 
you know, lyrics for me are the things that I take the longest over. And actually, someone said to me the other day that I, I can, I've got the ability of sabotaging my own creative sort of place to be because I, I'm constantly like strangulating the idea. Like, is it good enough? Is it, you know, instead of letting it breathe, then I think sometimes that, that is a good thing to know. Is, is like when to sort of to take charge and when to just relax. I'm imagining that you've always been a singer. Is that is that kind of where your musicality <coughs> originally like comes from? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think mm. my expression comes from my vocals. And then, yeah, it's like my voice is the main instrument, really, that I've always focused on. But guitar playing, I do love it, but I'm never going to be as good as I'd like to be. I just play guitar to sort of back... My voice, really. I see the guitar as purely, it's this vehicle to get you through a song, to help you write a song mm -hmm. and to help you play a song. It's kind of the same with a singer, thing, though, in a way. It is, 100%, if not more, because it's a voice. And it's yeah. like Mariah Carey. She's, she, can, she, can, she can sing like that all day long. But I think, you know, people who like really, really like artists aren't going to be massively into Mariah Carey just because <laughs> she's like a show singer. That's one way of singing. The other way of singing is like, listen to this, I'm feeling. And, and that's what I always have in my head. I'm not going to do an ad lib if it's not going to make them feel something more than already, than what they're already feeling. Mm. And I think sometimes less is more, you know. Have you heard of uh, Brittany Howard, Alabama Shakes? Oh, yeah. She's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, she's, she is ridiculous. And there's an interview where she talks about how she records vocals because she's a real producer yeah. as well. And like... The way she talks about it, it's all in the moment. So you have to get it all right. And then she just goes and and basically just like pours her heart out. And, and she's like, I keep yeah. all the breaths every like, you know, when, when her voice shakes as, as she's building up to it, you know, she keeps all of that in. For that reason, it's it, it's to express the song. But I mean, my God, can she sing? But then sometimes she brings it right back and she like whispers. And yeah. I'm, I'm, she's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. And I think that there's certain people that can can do that with with their eyes closed. Stuff like that is actually quite important. And I'm, I never used to think about anything like that when I was younger. You mm -hmm. know, breath. And, and you know and the, the guy Egg who I wrote Power with he's very that way you know he, he really thinks about how you enter in a phrase and, and we used to sing stuff sometimes 16 takes and choose the best one and then still have to do it again to get it better but yeah if I listen to all my old records it sounds like I'm not bothered but that's me trying really hard <laughs> but yeah it's like I, always, I still feel like I'm growing more as I'm getting older you know in terms of what I know and how to get what I want quicker uh, yeah. I feel like I'm definitely closer to where I was when I first started out. And I just, I suppose it's frustrating because you don't want people to, I don't want people to remember me for broken strings for the rest of my career. Equally, that's what got me started. So, you know, you just want to try and push the, the best music out the, as you can with the platform that you've got. That's so it.
you've got to choose three songwriters whose attributes you can steal and put into your own songwriting. Who, who are the songwriters and what are the attributes? Um, oh, that's difficult. One of my big influences is Stevie Wonder, but you wouldn't necessarily know that. I just love the way Stevie phrases like a one syllable for like 10 syllables, you know? <laughs> yes. And I just, I've always found that really helpful with songwriting that I can add in a few syllables if I need to. You know, the less ad-libbing you do, the better. But yeah, I'd say Stevie is a massive influence in terms of my singing. Otis Redding and sort of like folkier stuff like Van Morrison, Cat Stevens, just sort of those beautiful melodies with a, with a simple voice, with character. They don't have to be the best technical singers all the time. You know, I love Stevie Wonder and he's a really technical singer and I love D'Angelo. I like India Irie. I like all that sort of really good black music, but equally I love sort of wistful sort of lyric songs, you know, folk, folky sort of story songs as well. But yeah, I'd say probably at them three. I steal from everyone in terms of, you know, <laughs> in terms of everyone I like, you know. Watch out, guys. I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> You'll be interested to know that I think Stevie was one of your... And I think D'Angelo. I think it's, it's actually, I mean, I'm sure this will get me into a lot of trouble, but I feel like everybody, it's a really important part of songwriting and figuring out oh, who you are as an artist to steal other people's stuff. That's influenced. what I love about music, because yeah. really, you know, like I was listening to a load of stuff the other day that was, there's a video about music that's inspired by classical composers, mm. like Beethoven and Bach and all that. Mm. And there's a lot of, lot of rock bands like mm -hmm. Stairway to Heaven, Cream, uh, Jack Bruce Cream. Uh, was uh, Muse. Very, yeah. There's so many people that literally nick, uh, and when you know what they've nicked it from, you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, definitely that. <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't. I think that's what's good about music is you can borrow from wherever you like and turn it into a mishmash of of lots of different things and turn it into who you are as an art. I mean, that's all I've done really is just pick all the favourite bits and singers that I love and just sort of make it your own the way you find your own sound is by failing to sound like your hero <laughs> that's a yeah. good phrase I love that. a huge thank you to james for talking to us we hope this made you feel good it certainly cheered us up to finish here is our version of power by the wonderful james morrison sunshine when you're deep in shadows you say give me nothing but it still feels good though you think you're worthless but i think you're incredible don't say it's empty when to me it is plentiful don't underestimate your power you're the real rolling stone the music in my I told you before, don't underestimate your power. You're stronger than you know. Ooh, you're stronger than you know. Ooh. You see, you're struggling and your life's been wasted. You don't want to get back up, but you can take it. It's not the same as it was when When you were 17 Oh, fuck it, you're a woman now And you're stronger than you've ever been Don't underestimate your power 
Stronger than- 